live. Oh, got some big plans for this one, man. This one's going to be fun. Yeah. You, you had everything you sent me sounded so good. So we'll be uh, reviewing and listening to both uh, singles from Carcosa and Amity Affliction. Uh, the first one we'll do will be I See Dead People. Uh, I haven't heard anything or I haven't heard any of the song yet. I've heard a lot of good things about it, though. So I'm excited. I'm hoping there's a nice breakdown and then we'll uh, change the genre up to uh, Carcosa's single. Uh, a little bit of deathcore, more harder stuff. So I'm excited for that. So we'll get right into it. It's going to be good. Like, where am I? Here we are. And just one second. Way to start it off, man. Way to start it off. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. Definitely earns a thumbs up. That's yeah. like, that's that, so good. That was heavy. The screams, dude. That was, I would, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I, their last single that they had was, um, show me your God. I listened to some of that and I was like, okay, I like where this is going. You know, you got, Drag the leg, you got Pittsburgh by them, you know, they're more melodic. And that was just straight. Mm, that was good. Let's hear your thoughts. Let's hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was impressed. Like, uh, to me, I don't know. I feel like so many bands try to kind of like mix up, like, they're a lot more melodic these days. So it's impressive to just like, it's heavy. Uh, the little weird bridge part near the end, I was like, it's neither here nor there. Like, I don't know, a part of it, like, instead of spoken word, it would be nice to hear a little bit of melodic stuff, but it's still fantastic. I, 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 can, I can agree with that. I, I was just taken aback by the speed, man. Yeah. The speed of that drum, that, that kick pedal, the screams, the black, you know, that is, I, I don't know. That couldn't have been, I, I didn't think it was going to be that good. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, I like Amity Affliction a lot. And there's a lot of people, you know, it's their favorite band. You know, they're from Australia. You got bands like Polaris, Alpha Wolf, Parkway Drive. They are just murder. You know, these Australians, man, they know they know how to bring the heat. It's, I'm going to say that. Um, yeah. The screaming was perfect, though. And just the the little chugs on that guitar. I, I think I think if they head that way, uh with this album, I'm sure that they're working on. I'm not 100%, but, you know, you had that route. That's that's different. That's a different sound. And yeah, I think what we're starting to really see, especially right now, is that um, bands are – they're changing their sound, but they're kind of going backwards now. They're – you know, you would think typically you're going more melodic – um a little softer more of a harder rock a little bit of metal and that was just straight here it is you know i can't imagine what that song would be like in the mosh pit i'll tell you that yeah i mean it really was like just the speed and the guitars like it was yeah 
The way it was mixed was really good too. Yeah, I thought I the same that, thing. That mixing was good because that's the main critique I have sometimes when bands start to go a little bit more like that thrash sound almost. Sometimes it can get kind of muddy, but like it's always impressive to me when you have clarity and speed. Yeah, I like the uh, ambient noise that was added into the backing too. Yeah. Uh, that was something that I noticed, like this kind of synthy, I, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. You know, this guy, these guys have been around since I think like 2003. Uh, and they kind of started as like a kind of like a post hardcore. And like I said, man, the, I mean, they're just your typical metalcore band. You know, you got the screams, you got the melodic singing choruses and, uh, just with that, I i mean, I was taken aback if my reaction wasn't enough. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I want more. I, I want more of that. Yeah. No, I was very impressed of, like, just the way that, like, they broke it down and stuff. Like, it was – because that's the main thing. Like you said, most bands start to get softer because at this point, I mean, if you started doing this in 2003 – that's 20 years. Like that does get hard on your vocals after a while. Like sometimes yeah. people either get quieter or they start to change the scream sound a bit. Like, and they, they've went through, uh, yeah. a, a few, a few, uh, harsh vocalists. I do believe I currently don't know the names of who was prior involved, but, uh, I am pretty sure that, uh, they have had multiple vocalists, but I'll tell you what, they've, uh, they've kept that sound. They've kept the fan base around with it. And, uh, you know, like I said, there, there are people that are diehard Amity fans, man. Yeah. And I, I like them too. Uh, they're, you know, they're not on top of my knowledge of what I know about them, but I know that they've been around for a long time and they got some great songs, some bangers and like, heck, I think it was a couple of years ago. It's, it's funny that, um, this song, I want to say the title's the same. But uh, they dropped a song, All My Friends Are Dead, a couple years back. Yeah. And it was a lot like this, like just straight to the straight to the point, the blast beats, the blast beats are like, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, like out of a, out of a 10, I'm going to, I'm going to give that a solid nine, man. I'm definitely yeah. putting that right on my phone right after this. Probably going to listen to it yeah. again um what about you what are you thinking i'm i'm definitely i would lean i would say namely because i missed the clear vocals a little bit like i kind of wish they had been there so i'd still say high like a high eight like it's I, close to nine but like here's the here's the kicker though if you had thrown in just a little bit of clean vocals kind of like drag the lake or something like where you have that slight even if it's not long just like a little teaser i could have put it almost a 10 i'd say really yeah, I just that little subtle change. Just something. Just like I don't know. I guess I don't know. I've been listening a lot to the Drag the Lake album recently, so it's like it's a lot of that mix, but that heavy sound. It's nice. Like they nailed it. No oh yeah, like, it's I, still like just phenomenal. As of right now, I mean, heck, it's only been twenty twenty three for a few months, but that's definitely up there for singles for me. Yeah, singles released, um, breakdown all around, like heavy sound for me. That's definitely up there for me. Um, right now, what takes the cake so far 
has been the uh, falling in reverse. Um, watch the world burn. Sorry, Ronnie so Radke, man, that dude. I would have <laughs> loved. I wish. I wish he would have released the song like last week when I didn't already listen to it. Because uh, I would have loved to review that one. Because that that yeah. dude is. I mean, that song's up in the charts right now. One of their biggest biggest hits. For the first time ever, they're in the top 100 for their billboard, you know, and they've been around, you know, I mean, Ronnie escaped the fate into falling in reverse. I'm sure it's been almost 20 years. Yeah. You know, so escape the fate was like very well, like at that point, they were doing really well. There was guillotine situations, all that stuff. That was like 2006, 2007, I feel like. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was interesting how well that they still, um, went off with uh, Craig Mabbitt. Yeah. You know, joining uh, them, and then they did another guillotine. I, I think the most impressive thing about that whole song, the, the start of it is that, that that's from Halo. It's about yeah. Halo. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But um, not to get too off track, it's kind of leading into it. You know, 2023 so far has been pretty damn good year for some uh, singles, man. Yeah, like we're I mean, six weeks in, and it's already like yeah, like Vale Amaya yeah. just dropped a Godspeed and another one. I can't remember the name of it. They're going back to their heavier sound. Nice that original, like I, you know, dare I say, like death, deathcore. You know, they're going back to it, and it's just so far. I, you know, I can't, I cannot complain about what we've been blessed with so far this year. Yeah, metal. It's been. I know I it's the weird thing is the past three years have been really good because oh, when you're yeah. talking about best albums of 2022 and I was going through it, the weird thing is half the things I was starting to list were all from 2021, but like felt just as fresh. Yeah. Like in my mind, there was no way that I was like, have I been listening to that for two years now? Cause I feel like it was way sooner than that. Yeah. I, I actually ran into the same thing when I was like looking through, um, like my list i'm like oh shit that's from 2021 what you know yeah so i I went through the same thing uh which i'm extremely excited to touch on that as well uh, later into the episode here Mm -hmm. that one's gonna be that one's gonna be fun um but yeah i'll tell you what that that blew me away i was not expecting what i heard and just i mean you can see it in the reaction man that was that was live emotion so (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. We we might have to speed it up to avoid copyright infringement, but you'll see. You'll you'll get to see us in spirit. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That was it. Was impressive. Like just the whole the the way they did the music video is great too. Like it's like very dark, but still like yeah. I mean, like the song, like very heavy, but still like clear out. Well, you know, and you could really understand what they were saying as well. And the dark, like the dark title of the song itself, you know, added in with the the music video really um, helped kind of push that, uh, I guess, emotion. I thought there was a lot of emotion with it as well. I, I do believe uh, the song's about a friend that passed away, actually. A very, a very, very close friend of one of the band members from what I did see a little bit of the, uh, like what it's about. I avoided everything on TikTok uh, when it came to that song. As soon as it was like, as soon as it popped up, I'm like, that's a perfect one that we can start with reviewing <laughs> as well as the Carcosa one. I'm super excited about yeah. that one. 
Um, that one's that one's coming up. You know, people. I, I guess we'll, we can touch on it just a little bit. You know, these these two guys, uh, the guitarist for uh, Angel Maker, Johnny, and then um, Andrew. I might have mixed that up. No, no, it is Johnny. I'm sorry. And then Andrew, they started on YouTube doing like metal impressions. And, nice. um, you know, just taking random things out of a hat and screaming it in a certain style. And uh, it really, really blew up. They took it to TikTok. And they kind of created a little band themselves. They're actually, I believe, going on their first tour starting this year. And I 100% plan to go to a show. So uh, cool fact about that, you know, just how we touched on our last uh, episode about how much social media, the Internet has just helped this scene as a whole out. Um, it's just like that this band really got to take some um uh, a good step forward within it because people thought it was funny people liked it and it caught the right people and here we are so they're an up-and-coming band that i have listened to and i was very excited when i seen that this single was out because i was like ah, oh, perfect that's gonna so. be a good one let's pull it up are you ready oh yeah let's do it official lyric video Straight to the point there. My gosh. <laughs> Just phenomenal. Straight to the point there, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that was... That was Deathcore. <laughs> that was that was heavy. That was good. The lyrics, they smack you right in the face. Yeah. Uh, reading them. A uh, lot of... Definitely anger, I think, was involved within writing that. Uh, definitely a... Uh, Still, still open wound. Let's just say that I think that was incredible vocals for for me personally. The pig squeal, the gutturals, the highs, the oh, that was just good. That was good. Let's hear. Let's hear what you think. Um, I'm. Not, I don't know how into uh, the heavier aspect of the death deathcore the heavier stuff you are so i'm kind of i'm really wanting to hear your full opinion on this one because that's that's everything i love right there that was brutal right to the face ignorant in a sense i loved it oh it was i like the intensity i like for one carcosa the name it's great the fact that it's a true detective reference like the yellow king like it's a whole like the whole ambiance is great and i did actually like the heaviness of it what at one point what I really love in the lyrics is when they say the word dissipate and it's like, Buh. like yeah. the, there's a bounce yeah. to it. And that's that really like real guttural sound to it. I I'm impressed. Like overall, like the, I like the aesthetics and I like the fact that when bands will put out singles, now they do lyric videos are really easy to do and they're entertaining. Like back in the day, we were talking about watching things on windows media player with cool little visualizers that match the music. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's an easy way to promote your album and the what you're putting out. Yeah, that um, that was that was incredible. I, yeah. I must say, um, the the highs, man. That's what gets me. 
mm-hmm. in that within that song. I think um, that Johnny, I, I think he's the one that does the highs, a lot of the highs, the pig squeals. And, you know, it might be both of them. They might both just do such a great high. But it almost is like um, like the death metal screech, you know, that 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 high pitched screech kind of like to me really sets the tone of like how dark it is, I guess, how heavy it's going to be. And I just I love that Uh, the pig squeals, the breeze, the, the something I noticed was how. The tempo changed, I, I believe, towards the end after that dissipate part. Mm-hmm. It really went into like a slower, I don't know, five seconds of grooviness, kind of. Yeah, like that was the weird part. Like you could actually hear the tone change for the song of like yeah, yeah. just that little bit. Yeah, and um, I, that was very good. Definitely great. Yeah, I'd like, I'm excited to hear more from these guys. Uh, like I said, they've um, they really – blew up on TikTok in the metal community and having uh Johnny and Angel Maker who's a very big deathcore band right now they just released Sanctum I think in 2021 maybe might have even been 2022 I love that album uh and they just released Knee Deep uh a cover by Job for a Cowboy blown that out of the water and then in Dying Days by uh, As Blood Runs Black who some call the uh, kind of the front runners of that scene before Suicide Silence, you know? So um, in my opinion, the In Dying Days cover was, oh, my gosh, if you haven't listened to it, yeah. anybody, you got to check that out. Um, well, I mean, a job for a cowboy when I saw them live as a teenager, they were so good. Like just yeah. great show. The the first the first song I had to learn on drums for me to be in my first band was "Entombment of a Machine" by Joffrey a Cowboy, and this is before I I did not like metal like this. I did not like this style because I was like, oh, you can't understand what he says. Da 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 da. Whatever. I didn't like it, but that was the first metal song, metal metal that I learned how to play on drums. And like with blast beats, I've learned how to blast beat and um, just I still know how to play it to this day, actually, believe nice. it or not. It's a very, very fun song to play. And it's a very good one to go back to and listen to for that, like authenticity factor of uh, like the original sound of what uh, we kind of know and love today. And you can see it in a lot of these bands, like kind of how they bring it in. Of course, um, the vocalists, I think, have gotten so much further ahead than what you know we're used to they're going much harsher doing things we've never heard um will ramos tom barber as an example just perfect to throw in there even uh johnny and andrew in carcosa they are adding in things that you typically weren't hearing back then in the uh, the og times i guess that it was brought into the mix so it's quite a Quite impressive how that kind of came together. Yeah. I mean, overall, just like very good. So what would you say? What would you say out of 10? Add some yellow in here. I here's what's going to be controversial after my last rating is I would actually give that uh, 
I'd give it a solid nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, really? Nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah, the, the the dissipate got me. That the weird slight tone change of just that, like the yeah. pacing, like it just slowed down for a second of like that that effect yeah. that was added into the the vocals. Ah oh, man, for me, uh, so I'm not going to compare it in any way into Amity Afflictions. Um, just for the sole reason that they're totally kind of different genres, right? Um, you know, and see, so yeah, I'm probably going to say an eight for me. I liked it a lot. Um, I liked, I liked how brutal and straightforward it was. Uh, but you know, I, I just, I expected more. And maybe that's because I listened to the Am- to the Amity Affliction song and I expected so little. <laughs> and I, I expected the Carcosa one to blow me away. And it, it just it didn't. Not, nothing against it. It's a great, it's a great tune. It's a great single that was released. But you know, we started off with something too hot, in my opinion. <laughs> and it just that's kind of why that that's uh a little lower than I expected it to be. But man, that's um that's okay. That's what makes this kind of fun because we've seen i expected you to actually not like it as much and you liked it just as much more so, yeah i would say more and here's here's the funny part is i came into the amity affliction one expecting to be blown out of the water yeah like i was expecting to be blown out of the water kind of it's kind of the opposite yeah it's exactly the what we both thought yeah. was going to happen so that was yeah. honestly that's pretty incredible i i like that a lot but yeah um uh, it doesn't change the fact that I'm excited to see more from these guys. Um, they, like I said, that the rise of success that they got through uh, TikTok and social media, and then being able to go on a tour for the first time, it's going to help them out a lot. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see. And like I said, I'm 100% going. And like I said, there's songs by them that I do like more than that. I have listened other ones but yeah for me i'm gonna definitely make that about an eight eight and a half for me that is so one, funny it's that the, amity it's one. the exact opposite <laughs> yeah it really is it, it blew me out of the water though that amity affliction one i think a lot of it had to do with um you kind of you kind of know what to expect with these um heavier this heavier stuff like the, the death core and stuff and then with metalcore, when you completely take out the melodic side of it, it kind of like adds an, a, a shock factor to the mix, in my opinion. So I think that has a lot to do with it for me personally. But yeah, that's that's where I'm going to stand. I'm going to stay uh, solid on that eight, eight and a half. That's that's so funny that we came in with the exact opposite expectations. I was like, Carcosa. Like, I know. I'm I'm just as surprised as you are, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just as surprised as you are with that, actually. I think because I'm a big fan of True Detective, like just the ambiance that they chose of the yellow, the Carcosa, like the, and the creative, everything. the creative mind, yeah. kind of like you're digging into mm-hmm. not just oh the names Carcosa. You're seeing what that means in itself. Uh, you know, so yeah, you're looking into it in a really in-depth thing and it's interesting. Uh, it is, this is something that would be overlooked by most. 
Yeah, because I was very impressed by that. And also, I mean, I guess in, uh, yeah, I guess in my mind too, like a part of you, and I know it's not necessarily fair, but there is that part when you see like, you're like, the song has, it's been out for days and it's like 9,000 plays. You're like, is it going to be good? And then I hear it and I'm like, that deserves as many plays as that Amity Affliction song. Possibly more, in my opinion. <laughs> Which I love it. I love it. It's not controversial yeah. at all. That's I love that. Yeah. Because uh, it's 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 different. You know, not being on the same page with everything is great. Mm-hmm. You got your your reasons why. I got my reasons why. It's and it's nothing nothing personal. It's just it's it's really interesting to me how you can be the fan of the, a fan of the same exact kind of stuff. But just one little thing can change it, or the, the the way that it flows changes. Just the whole sound in itself changes, and that's what's uh, I think very interesting about that whole thing. And that's why I actually love talking about music so much, and showing, and expanding, and looking into other things because you can take two people that love the same thing, and they love the same thing, but one also really likes rap, for example. Right. And then you can kind of like talk to them and be like, hey, man, you should check this out. This band kind of falling in reverse did it. They rap. They rap. They go to the metal. Hey, man, if you really like rap, uh, you should check out this song. Ronnie's flows, you know, disgusting. And then it goes into the metals thing. And that that's what's that's what's cool, because then it stems off into something different. So that's uh, I just yeah, I think that's actually really funny, though, how like you said, <laughs> polar polar opposites of exactly what we thought. We were gonna feel about each song, each single. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I'm and like, then, yeah, your expectations change everything. Go ahead. I, I think I accidentally cut you off. Oh no, I was I was like, it's just the expectations, and a part of it also I think might have been slightly unfair to Amity Affliction is today. Just to make sure we're we're on the same page, I listened to the top five albums of 2022 and in my mind amity afflictions at that tier of like up there with i'd say fit for a king so i guess my expectations i was like i'm gonna be blown out of the water and it yeah. was so good but it's that weird experience where you're like it's this is going to be a 10 out of 10 it's and just like, it's like you you didn't get what you expected to see or hear yeah which i guess it's a it's different and a part of me of like i'll be honest a part of me likes to have I don't know. A part of me likes to hear those reminders of like what other things like those strings together of like, so maybe that's part of it. I think if I, I think if I had come in with lower expectations, because in my mind, I guess like the way people had been talking about it, I was kind of expecting it to be up there with like Pittsburgh or something like that. Yeah. Like one of those ones that like, it's still great. Don't get me wrong. And everything. I like the fact that they did the same thing that um, A Day to Remember did of like going lighter on their last album and then going heavier with these singles and stuff. Yeah. Like I think that variety is key. Yeah. Um, and like I, I think uh, I touched on in the beginning, we're starting to notice that um, a lot of bands are kind of going backwards. Not, not in a bad way, backwards in their sound. You know, you're the next step up is kind of, I, I dare I say, going more commercially popular, but you're taking yeah. a step out of it 
and kind of go into the heavier route. So that's I and honestly, what I think is happening right now is that it's it's catching more, it's gaining more ground, mm-hmm. you know, because it's different. Um, I just saw on Twitter they uh, did a they kind of did a poll. Somebody I think it's state of the scene is what it's called. They did a poll. It was like, uh, what, what about metal and or metalcore and deathcore makes a new song uh, stand out, or what makes these bands stand out? And you know, boatload of comments, adding in, you know, more emotion, you know, whatever. And I commented on it like completely changing, like I like we just said, going backwards, having these bands that started out excuse me, heavy. And then they went a little softer, more melodic. And then they go right back to heavy. Fit for a King did that. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, gosh, I cannot remember the album, but it had got a fire on it. Louder voice, all that. That was more hard rock ish metal. And then the hell we create just, you know, we're getting that original fit for a King sound back. Uh, yeah. So I like I think for me that's what really adds the um wow wow factor, the it factor to making it pop out again. And it was Guardians of the Path was the EP with the flames on it. Yeah. In twenty twenty one. Yeah. Which is also crazy to me. That's another thing I was pretty sure I was like, that came out last year, didn't it? And it's like, no. The path was twenty twenty. Like that's wild. Yeah. But I think you're right that people are going back in a way of, I mean, it's funny. I remember a few years ago, people were talking about like the music scene coming back of like back when we were all seeing kids in 2003 to 2008, they were like, we're going back there. And it's funny. Cause it is weird to be like, at this point, I'll be turning 33 this year and to go have bands now making the sounds that I enjoyed as like 13, 14, all those like earlier years, 20 years later, it's weird to revisit. Yeah, t- uh, going back to the roots, you know? Yeah. And I don't think, um, and I'm sure there would be an argument for some people. Some people would be like, oh, it's a lack of creativity. Nah, it's fresh again. Mm-hmm. It's fresh again. It's new again. It's different. It's so- Vail and Maya did it too. Yeah. With their two singles, man. They went completely backwards to their original sound. And a lot of people hated what they turn to and then now they come out with this and it's like holy crap like it's yeah i'm glad we both kind of i think i'm glad that we both kind of see the same dynamic that's going on with it yeah and i think a part of it like you see aesthetics going on like that like emo is kind of coming back like people are talking about these things of like this nostalgia factor of and i think a part of it as someone who's like been a huge fan now for of some of these things for almost 20 years it's i would say a part of it and maybe it's just this is me projecting but a part of it there was like a portion of my life where i was kind of embarrassed about the things that i liked as a teenager and then it's like a few like five or ten years of, like yeah i'd say about seven years ago i started getting really back into the things i loved and like not being embarrassed about it because there was that part where people would always talk about like the cringe of this or like the cringe, like 
raw like, no. xd yeah like that like it was kind of a meme for a while and you know, part of it was like yeah. oh like you it were ironically emo or whatever and yeah. now it's like no it's genuinely it's good music like it's it, yeah. good stuff i've yeah i've always been like that uh myself um not not embarrassed i've always embraced it myself personally i've always liked being on the edge i liked being different i liked liking what i did while my friends were like oh why why are you listening to this screaming stuff man well guess what those friends that felt that way started listening to it and loving it too so um i i guarantee you that you felt a lot better after you went back to just kind of not yeah. really caring what other people thought though yeah and i think that's a part of that's key of like i think it's i guess a part of it's like being able to decouple the bad experiences you might have had during a certain portion of your life with like the things you liked at that point in life i think that was a bit a part of it of like as someone who partied pretty hard as like a young person like late teens early 20s there was a part of me that like felt bad about that so the things i liked about it or the things i liked during some of those times i just kind of like I don't know about how to describe it, but it's almost like working through the trauma of not being able to disassociate the like things you like from the experiences you had. And as I you get older, you make peace with it. And you're like, oh no, this is like good. Yeah. Like, this is good stuff. And you're not reminded of the pain of like a lot of people, like it's that growth factor of like kind of, you think of it like, let's say you have a bad breakup, so you can't ever listen to this song because it reminds you of that person. And then once you finally made peace with it and move on, you're like, no, that song's still banging. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stop listening to it. it. It's exactly, I think, to sum it up for you in a statement, is that um, time heals. Time always heals. And time I think that's best. it. Yeah, like, I think it takes that time of, like, and I think being more comfortable with yourself, of, like, I think... Knowing who you are. Yeah, knowing who you are. It. And I think it's that same thing of like, I think bands, you'll hear that sometimes of like, once they come become very comfortable with themselves, they'll just go all out and do whatever they want. Whereas I think sometimes there is this like, especially for bands trying to make it big, sometimes it's this idea of trying to replicate this your hit singles or trying to like have the same album flow. Yeah. Whereas it's like... Growth is good. Like change, change happens and stuff. One song I always love that's not metal is the song "Mama Said" by the band Pussifer, uh, Maynard's other side band from Tool. But it has those layers of like change will come, life will have its way, and stuff. Like I think that's important. So yeah, I mean I'm a big fan of this. Like the return to the early 2000s, but with a twist. Yeah. That's why. Once we go into our albums of the year for 2022, there is the first album we'll talk about, which is five on the list. Very much has that blend of the future, like all the great things about the 2020s, plus like heavy stuff. Yes. So it's like, yes, absolutely. it's great. And I, I actually want to touch on what you said just a little bit. And then uh, I guess we can go into that. Or we can just flow into however. Anyways, when you brought up about uh, the sticking to the same sound, the same album flow, the same sound flow, the same writing process, that whole flow state that uh, you kind of brought up. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. um, 
you're damned if you stay the same because there's always going to be those people on the outside that hate it. And then you're damned if you do because people don't like the new change, the new sound, the new structure. Uh, you know, so I did I wanted to touch on that, but I, I personally, I agree with you um, with how you uh, led into that and then finished it out. I, I a hundred percent agree with you, but I did want to add that in, uh, yeah. you know, the gatekeeping is unfortunately a real thing. And, um, you know, just having th- these bands, you know, like the Amity Affliction, um, they've been doing it for a while, doing it for a while. And guess what? They've been right there the entire time, right here the entire time. The popularity yeah. with, with bangers, with songs, like their fans are diehard fans. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Both songs were bangers. They're still both very good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and it's so funny though that we both came in with slightly different expectations. I was like, Yeah, this one, this one's gonna be a nine out of ten. And then it wasn't quite what I expected, so it got an eight, eight point five. My like, yeah. My uh heavier listening friends, they're gonna be uh smacking me up for that. They're gonna be like, <laughs> What the what the fuck's wrong with you? Listen, man, I can't say anything else except what I said in the beginning. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. It was amazing. And then the other one I expected a lot. And, to you know, so yeah, I'm going to catch hate for it, but that's okay. And I like this format of like listening to song for the first time with someone else who enjoys the same kind of music. Like there's a different feel to it. Because so often I'll be listening on the way to something or I'm in my car and like, kind of passively listening and it's weird to like sit there and like listen to the whole three and a half minutes. Like, yeah, it's uh, crazy. I personally have always wanted to like review stuff live for the first time because I'm always such an animated fucking person. Fucking (laughs) like, Oh my God, what the fuck? The pig squeal, that black, like the breakdown, the chugs, you know, (laughs) I I get so animated (sighs) about that. And I just, I don't know, sometimes I'm just like, God, I wish I would have just recorded so I could have seen my pure straight emotion come out in that, you know, we'll just say t- uh, six minute, three minute song. Yeah. Like, I would just love to see it. And I, I you know, I got to experience it with both uh, songs and kind of, you know, I'll be able to see it. So it's going to be cool um, when we get yeah. to it. It's gonna it's gonna be real fun if we get if we can get to the point where we have a Patreon and can do just like streams on a platform that isn't gonna copyright your video yeah. and take it down. Yeah, like it'll be nice to have like live listening parties. Like, oh yeah, that would be real fun because oh, Patreon and- you can do your own streaming and stuff. Yeah, and, and you can stream directly from here, so mm-hmm. we might do private streams for people. And which- without a doubt, it's yeah, we'll get there too. We'll get know? there, but yeah, 100%. that's that's the main thing. Is like. It's crazy. I'm glad you mentioned that like it might this episode might take a long time because two songs and we're already 45 minutes in. I mean, and that's it, the main thing is the beautiful part about this is that it's all connected. Yeah. It's and so I good. mean, like you said about how it, we we knew that this was going to be a little bit of a longer one, you know, you look at other uh review channels mm-hmm. um like, you know, they're reviewing one song for 20 minutes, 23 minutes, yeah. and the song's 4 minutes. You know, there's a lot to touch on with them. And then, yeah. you know, having two people 
uh, co-host a show like this, we're able to, we're not talking to somebody that's randomly watching, asking questions. We're asking each other questions. We're talking mm-hmm. to each other about, you know, so that's kind of the cool dynamic that we're adding in with this that I think is going to, um, you're not going to, that is really interesting. It's cool. So we're able yeah. to constantly add in on this, touch on that. We'll get a little sidetracked, but, you know, it all comes together into the full, um, it all comes full circle into the topic of discussion. Yeah. And I think that's the important part of like, for one, this is fun. And like, there's no, yeah. there's no, I love this. it's like, we make our own thing. Yeah. Like, this is like my favorite thing I've ever done. Honestly. Yeah. And that's the main thing. It's like, I wanted to be able to share this with someone who like, had that excitement because it is yeah. like listening to that song you're like this is good yeah like, this is great like this i is... almost punched my monitor twice <laughs> and it was funny listening to like watching your reaction to the amity song because i was like he's feeling what i was expecting to feel. yeah dude <laughs> i'm telling you man i i i fucking get animated when i listen yeah. to songs i <laughs> I mean, I'm going to just say it. I wish that I could have seen my reaction to when Lorna Shore dropped um, Pain Remains. Um, oh, my gosh. Part one. Uh, yeah. I can't think of the damn song right now because I'm having a brain fart. Give me one second. I don't even care. I'm not even embarrassed to do this. Um, I think it's Dancing Like Flames, but I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah, Dancing Like Flames. Uh Dude, I bawled. I bawled. When I listened to that whole song, the the music video created such an emotion. The words, the lyrics, and he can enunciate very well. Will Ramos can. Uh, for anybody that listens to the music, you know, he enunciates very well within his screaming. Oh, kitty, kitty. Cinnabon had to visit real quick. And... Just like the the whole flow of the music video and then the guitar, the guitar, man, like added such an emotional factor. And then it goes into the slowdown part. And just when he said that uh, line coming into a world without you wasn't meant for me. Where do I go when I close my eyes? I felt that in, I mean, the deepest, the deepest way emotionally that struck such a nerve and i i mean i'm a masochist i'm a glutton for pain i watched it three more times and i kept crying every time bawling sobbing (laughs) you know what i mean like i i was losing it and just (laughs) i wish i could have seen it myself because i'm i'm pretty sure i would look at it and other others would look at it not me i'm sure others would look at it be like that's fucking pathetic but to me, I'd be like, "Shit, man, that's just that's just who I am." An no, emotional that's, that's guy. How it is. With well, for music. one, going through that track list, I'm like, all of them are so good. Of like, and just yeah, those those last three, yeah. the way they lead into each the other, the way that they flowed uh, was incredible. The you know, it's it's really just one song. It's mm-hmm. one what 16 minute song of beautiful instrumental beautiful melodics ambient or not ambient noises like um i want I almost want yeah i guess it is it's melodic deathcore really mm-hmm. is what it is and lorna shore always has been 
Uh, those three, though, man, back to back to back. They just they set the emotion. They set the course. And you know exactly what each one's about. Mm-hmm. First one's about losing someone. Second one's about losing yourself. And the third one's about waking up from the hell of a dream that you kind of had, you know. So um, I, I'm extremely excited to touch on our top five albums and explain <laughs> and not not just touch on them explain why we picked these the the songs that you know grabbed us the ones that just were like you know why why did you pick these out of every single probably i don't know we'll, i'm just gonna throw a number out there 200 albums that were released this year why are these our top five and i'm i'm extremely excited to touch on that uh, next week but i think we can perfectly go ahead and lead into our top five right now definitely and what was number five uh number five we will do uh techno by electric cowboy also for the ogs eskimo cowboy um uh damn that brought the old feel back the the crab core the stomping the you know that was beautifully put together musically instrumentally yeah. uh and it's it's just th- these guys they they almost write songs as memes dude mm-hmm. they're literally memes pump it <laughs> hypa hypa <laughs> spaceman yeah spaceman hurricane like yeah. come on um and then I guess so we don't want to touch too much on each one. We'll go to I guess number four. Yeah. I mean I I could be fine. I could be uh, fine uh, with touching on techno oh, just a little bit. T- go ahead. Absolutely. Just like, Throw it in. Let's go. The way it flows of like I guess that's what I love is like to me it felt like 2003 meets 2023 yeah it's like that, that's that fusion yep. of like yep. in the songs they are just like i'm in space man and you're yeah. like that's <laughs> and then like it all is good and the way the striking thing is like at the end of the day it's 10 songs and just 30 minutes long like yeah. you can listen to it on the way home yes like the whole album uh arrow of also love good arrow of love the music video kills me for that uh techno train we're riding on that techno train. Like, like it's so literal. What the fuck? Like choke, 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 choke. Like, come on, dude. Like, that's hilarious. Like, oh. pump it's about literally working out. We yeah. got the moves. Literally just boom, boom, you know, party boy in the whole time to the whole song. Like that LMFAO kind of like yeah, it was dude. like a weird callback. And Hear me out. I think you'll agree with this 100%. I think a lot of other people will too, dude. You could listen to that in a club. You could listen yeah. to every song off that album in a club. You could That's rave true. to that shit. They're, they are going on tour in the U.S. this year, and I am so fucking excited to see them. I'm so excited. Like, yeah, they are um, – probably the number one band i'm most excited to see this year that i haven't ever seen um right i'll say they're in front because they are number one for me right um in front of chelsea grin and spite yeah spite and chelsea grin are on my list for must sees yeah i i could see that 
Like it's, but yeah, everything about it. I would definitely love to see them. And the mix of like the German and the English and yep. just like so everything about like, and I guess that's what gets me is it's that mix of like everything. Like it has like the funniness of like LMFAO, but also like has those hints of like just so many things. Almost every single song on that album is good. Makes, yeah. It makes you want to punch drywall when they break down. <laughs> like every, every single one has a, oh, just about, has a breakdown and it's just like yeah oh, you just want to fucking hit shit dude yeah when i used to do construction work as a teenager and we were like tearing stuff down or if something was done wrong that was one of the best things it's just like putting on an album and just like ripping stuff down for like half an hour of like very few things are as fun as like actually like punching through drywall and ripping out <laughs> insulation of course of course and then it's like yeah then the insulation makes your skin itch like you took too much pre-workout. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're with you, Kyle. We like punching drywall too, okay? <laughs> we're with you. Everyone has a Kyle. Yes. But yeah, so I, that's the main thing. It's like that's why I'll go with the ranking that you gave, but I will say that this could edge up there. Yeah. But that's the hard thing. It's like 2022 was such a good year for albums that it was hard to like nail down. It like really it's, was. it's funny we call this a top five but in my mind it's almost a top three because i think there are some things that would tie with each other yeah it's yeah and i know that a lot of people are going to be really upset that devil wears Pro wears prada um that their album's not on here not that you know not that you know yet <laughs> you don't know what anything you don't is. know but yeah i guess that 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 concludes techno okay then um We'll go to our number four. Uh, we talked about them earlier. Fit for a King. Uh, they released uh, The Hell We Create. And for me, this was that old Fit for a King sound. And we heard a Ryan Kirby, at least I've never heard within uh reaper yeah just a phenomenal song the deathcore vocals where did they come from dude <laughs> uh this song front to back every song on it's great um ryan kirby is a very much underrated i think vocalist within the scene he has a very phenomenal voice uh he has one of the longest screams ever in Backbreaker. Uh, I believe it's 34 seconds, uh, somewhere around there. But, you know, you wouldn't think seeing that live, that you know, it'd be like that. But no. Nails it on the spot every time. Great live band. They really set the tone uh, for the metalcore sound on this album. And like I said, front to back, this is an amazing song or song album. Uh and I'll let you add in and interject into what your thoughts were with, you know, hearing this album this year. Yeah. For me, here's one thing that was the kicker. Like you talked about the vocals on Reaper, like, cause I put the album on and I was going to listen to the whole thing. There was a second where I actually had to like double check while I was driving that it was the same album. Cause a part of me was like, this feels like it's something different. 
and everything. Like part of me thought that like it would be a guest vocalist or something on there. And I was like, no, it's just like yeah, no, that was if there was a guest vocalist, he wasn't credited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what was impressive. Is because the funny thing is is it's followed by a song that actually features the ghost inside. So yes. I was like, a part of me thought that it was gonna a feature song. And then I was like, no, this is just him. Like just I, like I think another it. I think another one on that album that really kind of struck me was eyes roll back and yeah. believe it or not uh, as much as i love heavy music i think my favorite song on that album was fracture yeah uh i don't know why the chorus was beautiful the intro intro into the song was good his voice was great i liked the flow of that song and i i mean when i listened through that whole album uh fracture was always the first one i kind of listened to you know, I really, really enjoyed that one. And here's one thing that's like, it's a weird nitpick and maybe it's just like a weird kind of like OCD thing. But I absolutely love when bands start with the title track and it's a really good song. But like, you're like, that's why like, it's the hell we create and it starts off so good. Yes. And then yeah. it just like continues flowing of like the end was really great of like had those highs and lows. And then, like, Falling Through the Sky is just a great kind of, like, soaring. Song. Yes, yes. Like, you actually feel like it is that, yes, like. Yes, and uh, they know. they did such a great job kind of adding in that old Fifford King feel into their yeah. choruses. Uh, the Hell We Create, uh, it, it it is almost written exactly like uh, Price of Agony, I think. I think that's the song I'm thinking of. It's almost exactly like Price of Agony. Yeah. Just the way that it, it flows, not, not, you know, the drums aren't the exact same and the guitar, you know, but the way that it flows, the way that it's written is, you know, um, is there anything else that you want to bring up about that I, one? Yeah. For one, it's just like, it's funny that like, once again, another album, 10 songs and they're all really good. That's why it's hard not to argue that any of these feel like almost a 10 out of 10 of like, I don't. I thinking about it, there's not any one song that I've like taken off. Like there are sometimes I'll have an album, like let's say an album like City of Evil, where I say that I love the whole album. But if you look at it, I listen to six out of the songs. Like I listen to like you clearly favor the songs. Yes. Whereas this for me was an album that for one, I like I like an album that you can play back to back of like and I just like it ends on a solid note in my mind. And it just does have those mixes of like it's weird to like in the middle Reaper. And like you said, goes on to fracture and then ending and stuff. And also the it's funny that the second song is called End and it's really good. Yeah. Like it just has like all those things I love about Fit for a King in one song. Yeah. Like like I said, front to back, this is one of the like best flowed flowing kind of um albums in the sense of each song kind of goes into the next kind of like uh city of ocala uh on common courtesy goes right into right back at it again Oof. right off of that chord you know what i'm talking about and that's kind of how that that album feels it kind of all flows like that yeah. uh Stand up and scream for uh, asking Alexandria was also a lot like that, but uh, I guess we can go to uh, number three. Um, 
Dedication to Flesh by Spite. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to touch too much on this one because I want to talk a lot about this one in the next week. Yeah. Uh, the next two, I can, I'm going to hit with some stuff for both a lot. I want to put a lot of focus on those ones because I think all around in the scene, those were the top, the top two. Uh, but man, Darius's fucking vocals on this album. Dude, what the fuck? So Hangman. Good. He just came out with the vocal cover for Hangman, live one take. Uh, check it out on YouTube if you haven't. They have, he or not they, he has such a, an incredible dynamic scream. And we touched on it last episode. Some guys, they don't actually scream. This motherfucker does. <laughs> And uh, caved in, made to please, dedication of Fletch, the name, the title track, and uh, like just this whole album, every song goes right into the next. Every song has their own little, like the guitars, the drums, everything's so crisp, heavy, the sound is great. And his scream is by far on this album, in my opinion, the best it's ever sounded. Uh, Perfect mixes of highs, perfect mixtures of mids, and perfect mixes of lows. Um, they're just the lyrical content is aggressive. It's right in your face, and I just I I have so much good good things to say about this, and I want to definitely yeah save. No, it definitely is good. Like it's all it is like on the heavier side, and like it's it's an interesting mix because I think it hits that like mid thing of like, it's still excellent in my mind, but the next two are like really, because I, I, this still was great. A great album. Don't get me. Wrong. Oh yeah. And yeah. stuff, but there was like, yeah, like they're still like, I really like the most ugly was like probably my favorite track on there. That's and a really good one. Uh, I think fear fears oh, on there too. Fear is a really good one. Yeah. It, Cause they come back to back. It's that yes. middle of the album of like, cause some albums I feel like they kind of crest and then it just kind of declines and then just kind of ends. Whereas this was nice to have that solid, like it's just good. Found like, like that it, foundation yeah. that's kind of sets in the middle. Yeah. Lead it to the end. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I, it's just so to me, it's just so it, interesting because i believe darius left spite kind of got away from him they kind of weren't together anymore and then they came back and just wrote this masterpiece and i just think it's amongst their best work andy's going to bed real quick she'll just make a guest appearance <laughs> but um yeah so that's that's all i'll touch on with that one yeah. We'll, come, we'll come back into that. I'll kind of break down uh, each. We'll, we we will both kind of break down each track um, that really stood out to us. Yeah, because that's the main thing is like I like the fact that they had five minute songs and they had two minute songs. Yes. Like that's a good mix of like it was an interesting thing to like hear that of just like just got what you needed and didn't draw it out because I think sometimes it's nice to have that variety. Cause I feel like some bands will find like a good two minute loop 
and they'll just loop it three times. Yes. It feels like. Yeah. Because it's always like, nice when you're just like that. You could almost yeah. put it as the background of a Reels video, and it would just be a good Reels. Yeah, and it's not like you're listening to a Metallica album where every song's fucking like five plus minutes, a minute and a half the intro, <laughs> like, which nothing wrong with that at all. I'm just saying, I'm agreeing with you. All right, we're gonna get to the top two. The top two. And everybody, here. everybody, and their mother knows. Lorna Shore pain remains. So uh, good, dude. Welcome back, oh sleeping dreamer. My fucking God, I cannot express the mm, that I had when I heard that song and it, it builds, it builds for 45 seconds. Okay. And then it's, you just, you, you know, you feel something's coming. You feel it. And then it grabs you by the fucking nuts, comes right into a nasty breakdown nasty fast speedy and then all right we're gonna slow down and do a beat down and then speed the fuck back up and go right into a fucking <laughs> verse into a chorus what the fuck this whole album front to back in my opinion fuck you anybody who doesn't like it because they're popular they earned this spot they have been around for such a long fucking time they've went through so much shit with prior vocalists and like they got everything they deserved with the hype that came out with that EP and I returned to nothingness. Uh, that motherfucker, dude, I could just go on. The, the whole album flows, flows great. Um, they dropped great singles to give us an idea of what the hell we were going to get ourselves into too. Okay. Yeah. And you know what they did not do though? In any of those singles, there wasn't one song where you're like, oh, I haven't heard this yet. Oh, well, look no deeper, look no further. Listen to Wrath, listen to Apothesis. The, the, the voice that this man has and the ability uh, he is able to bring with his range is just phenomenal. And I do not want to give Will all the credit for this band's success, not whatsoever, because they've been around for a long time. Tom Barber, the vocalist for Chelsea Grin, Darko US as well. Uh, he started with these guys and they had some great Godmaker is an amazing song. One of my favorite by them, actually, with him, uh, Infernum, uh, you know, list goes on. And then you had CJ McCreary. Um, you know, the stuff went on with him, the allegations, whatever they may have, you know, they may have come out uh, to be true. But anyways, they almost didn't even release that album, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you put your heart and soul into this kind of stuff. And these guys, like I said, they've been at it for, I think, 12, 10, 10, 12 years. And uh, they can't they found Will. I can't remember the band that he started in off the top of my head before he came. You may be able to look it up. But. Listen, this is a guy that nobody's ever heard anything like this aside from like Infant Annihilator, Dickie Allen. This is just, oh, I could just go on. Yeah. And they dropped to the Hellfire and you heard something you never heard before. You didn't even know a human could make this, this noise. Oh, those pig squeals. You didn't even know. 
the snorts, and then you're thinking to yourself, okay, the gains turned up on this dude. They edit the hell. There's it's layered. Go see him live. Go see him live. Watch his one takes. Dude's an amazing vocalist. He brought a lot to the band. Um, and that to the hellfire, they wrote, they wrote a masterpiece that was needed for the, the almost, uh, almost a dying, um, genre. And I don't know if they ever reached a million, uh, monthly listeners on Spotify, but the fact that a deathcore band came that close is unheard of. You know, dare I say, you know, they became the suicide silence in a sense. And like I said, we will touch on a lot more of this next week uh, with that. But that is my just right there to why that album. And they're, they're just they're coming up to that. I can't think of a band that deserves it more uh, off the top of my head other than a band that got it. And that's Ice Time Kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, the Silver Scream, and then they came out with Welcome to Horrorwood. You know, that band's been around forever as well. Yeah. Completely changed their genre, came into their own, and just, yeah. Um, so I, I'm extremely excited to touch on that. That's an, um, that's an emotional one for me. That's when I take a lot of, put a lot of, I put a lot of my heart into that one. Would you like to touch on anything within this yeah. album? I mean, I would say, for one, Into the Hellfire, like that really was like revolutionary but this album is great and uh one thing i do want to touch on is for one we've talked about gatekeeping in the past which is something that i think is an issue but what's even worse issue is for one music's one of the only things that once someone makes it good like there's a portion of the fans who are just shitty to the band which is yeah. weird because it's, it's it's you and i are both into strongman it's like if you supported someone all the way until they become world's strongest man and then you're like fuck that guy yeah and yeah. you're like wait what are you talking about how dare you fucking become successful for all the hard work that you've put into it Half like, door, you're a sellout you like you've been that strong it's like no that's you deserves it i've never understood that and then you got the guys that are like well i don't really listen to them because they're popular what the what the fuck do you mean <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you just i understand that you want to put your heart and soul into this music and you want it to reach people but what the f- why do you want to play in a fucking basement in front of 30 fucking people you should yeah. want to you, you should want to get your name out there you should want some success for yourself and um you know a lot of people really like that underground scene and that's fine but then these bands come out and then they're like oh, i don't fucking like them anymore why why man yeah like because they've worked hard to perfect it yeah and they want to make a living doing something they enjoy like i i i never have understood that about bands like metallica with the black album bro people fucking hated it like that's it's literally one of their i mean it's not their best album to me yeah but you can't argue still a good album stats don't lie about that album or the songs on it they don't lie stats don't lie and like uh, yeah i yeah i mean i i think one thing that i think really that i appreciate about you is the fact that you like being different but you're also not doing it just to like be different because i feel like that's some people they're like i like being different and then once something they like 
becomes somewhat mainstream or well-known suddenly they're like nope that sucks never yeah. really was a fan or like only like their old stuff that no one cares yeah about. like You're come like, on man get out of here you negative nancy yeah like, because it all it helps everyone of like one thing i always talk about is like it overall just helps the genre and yeah. stuff like you're bringing more people in and to me it's really impressive to see these guys who are younger than i am revolutionizing the sound yeah and, and stuff like will ramos just very talented and stuff like awaken paradise is a great side band yeah. and stuff like and he, he's done good stuff and we have a lot more to come with it you know this yeah. is the first album with them and they uh haven't well i wouldn't say they haven't had a steady vocalist i mean tom was in it for a few years more than a few years they just couldn't gain that little bit of success he left to go take over alex kohler's spot in chelsea grin chelsea grin now in my opinion has a very very phenomenal great sound with tom added in and then cj came in he had his little sound he had his little situation and pulled him out and then like it's just like this grind that these guys went for and got you know and people like hate on it it's like you know if you've seen the amount of time that these guys put in to their music like i think you'd be willing to respect it but just like i don't know it just upsets me because I, I i personally i'm somebody that works very hard for my goals and i want something i usually don't stop until i get it and like for somebody to shit on you for that it's just not fair to you it's it's not yeah like, it's not just Will. It's not just CJ and it's not just Tom, that whole band. Mm -hmm. um, and they put, like you talk about putting your heart and soul into it. Like to me, it's very impressive to you have 10 songs over just a hair over an hour long. Like they're, and they're all good. Like they're all well done. There's no filler, there's no recycling things, at least in my mind. And like you said, of like those last three, that's just like, five minutes five minutes nine minutes like that's 20 fucking, minutes of your life like that could just alone be a standalone ep and you'd be blown away that's a fucking heart wrencher those last three man that sends uh, you through an emotional roller coaster will ramos even said that he wants to write about different things not just killing people and wanting everybody dead he wanted to have this album be something you could fucking mosh to something you could cry to something you could get angry to and that's exactly what they brought to the table so that is exactly why it's number two on the list um, number one though number one everybody knows bad omens as far definitely. as when you talk about crazy success like that yeah. this death, is where it's at death of peace of mind this was such uh i mean and this you could even argue that this is even not this is not even metal <laughs> but here it is on the list with some of the heavier bands, biggest bands in metalcore, whatever. This band started as just that, a metalcore band. And they came out with this album and they sets the tone for something different right off the first track, Concrete Jungle. Yeah. The, 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 I don't even know how to say it. The bass, the bass, the different feel, the different flow that leads into it, the, the higher singing, you're almost like, what the hell? I know when I first listened to the album, I was not a fan. I was like, what the, what the fuck is this? Like you, you, I think their first single was death of peace of mind. And I'm like, 
what the fuck? this is too soft. And then I got to the breakdown. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that fucking that chugs. I could bang my head to that. And then I think they came out with artificial suicide. And then you're like, oh fuck yeah, dude. This is that. Yeah. <laughs> so and then, good. then we waited for this album. Long story short, I hated it at first. It has become my favorite and I think a lot of people's number one album of the year and well-deserved. Um, Noah Sebastian, his vocal range, I don't know where it came from. You know, Finding God Before God Finds Me, the album prior to this, they came out with a deluxe edition, they came out with an unplugged. And, you know, if you listen to Mercy, you listen to Never Know, uh, you're just like, where did this voice come from? Like, it's completely different. And then you had limits on that album. His voice, the the range that he's able to go, you know, just sounding like that typical uh, screaming slash singing voice into a kind of a clean, into like a sort of a scream, and then just singing. And then really singing, like, Yo, this dude's got a really good voice. And on this album, it is shown. This is a beautiful written album. Nowhere to go. Just pretend. Everybody's favorite. Death of Peace of Mind. Concrete Jungle. They all have their own little cool factor to them. You know, you got a more electronic kind of song with Concrete Jungle. Builds, goes into a groovy little breakdown where he says he's the fucking king. I mean, come on, man. Dude's a siren. See see yeah. him live. And I tell everybody, like, hey, man, you know, here's a really cool cool band you should check out. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, sure. Like, do you like The weekend? Yeah. All right, well, think of The weekend, but he also screams. That's what, that's what they are. It's like a hardcore version of uh, The weekend. Yeah. And that's the main thing is, like, they have everything. Like, we've hit on that of like the that variety of being able to like nail such a wide variety of sound be able to do it well of like i looking through the track list so many of the songs they're all just so good it's like oh the gray yeah. oh the gray his voice yeah the 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 lyrics behind every song um <clears throat> lying is hard and the truth comes out anyway that 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 lyric right there hits everybody in a sense. Um, death of peace of mind. Love's a death of peace of mind. What else drives you crazy other than love? Such a conflicting thing. Um, and then perfect example of these bands that um, want this commercial success and are not afraid to fucking admit it. Look at I don't want the money. <laughs> that's what that was such a good song the like, song the song has nothing to do with not wanting the money he wants that fucking money <laughs> like it's just there's so many things about this album that are so good and his voice to me is the front runner mm -hmm. I, I mean it's it's unlike anything i've ever heard yeah because uh, at least for me hearing this album was like the first time what was it is it Pierce the Veil's uh, King for a Day? Yeah. A song that I just absolutely love. Just because it has everything you need. Okay. So good. Yeah. And that's how this was. It's like, 
yeah, at least for me, like it definitely, I guess a part of me, the first time I heard it felt like I, it was hard not to draw comparisons to like architects to like bring me the horizon to like those bands. It's hard not to like draw those dots. Yeah. Everything. And I think to me, it's impressive when bands pursue that like commercial success. Like to me, it's impressive to see when like a band's going to do, go and do that of like, cause ideally you want people to be able to make a living doing what they love. And I think oftentimes there's this weird kind of feeling that sometimes like music is more authentic if you're not getting paid well for it. And I think that kind of, that sucks. Like I wouldn't want people to be like, well, like John was doing well until he made some money. Yeah. Like, oh, is it cool. Well, well then there, you know, I guess the argument to that would be then like, well, he's making money now. He doesn't need to make good songs. He just can write something up. He's already got the fame. It's going to be listened mm-hmm. to. You know what I mean? So I think that's where that dynamic yeah. kind of gets uh, thrown in. And, you know, still to this day, there's some people that, um, you know, have only listened to their uh, self-titled and then finding God before he finds me. Uh, and they're like, you know, I don't like that whole sounding like this and that like man it's okay you don't gotta like it but guess what they change their sound every album leading to this and i just i can't say enough about how incredible this was this album is every song on this album is in my top 10 for music listened to for the year okay and it, it shocks a lot of people because I listen to heavy ass shit. I like heavy stuff. I like, you know, in your face, ignorant stuff. And then you have this, that is just so polar opposite. Mm-hmm. It conflicted me when I, uh, admitted how much I liked it. I'm like, why, why, like how, but just the voice, the creativity. And I believe they pretty much self-produced this Noah, and the guys in the band, you know, they, I, I believe they did it with finding God before God finds me as well, you know, and during COVID, uh, they were, he was streaming, they were doing live shows and then they were finally opened up on tour. They went on tour with the day to remember. So I've, that I've, tour, I've, I'm so sad. I missed that. I've never seen, um, an opening band, the opening band be uh, loved so much have such crowd interaction i just i can't express that enough like this band came out with this album just pretend came out people loved it they started listening to more of it and this is a band in my opinion that i think deserves just just as much credit as every other one they found their sound through maybe trial and error to me it's not to others maybe i think they had some great songs on the first album. The second album, they had even better ones with a different sound, a different feel. And then you went to this. That is so, I mean, you take off artificial suicide. It's, you would never think that that was bad omens. And that's, what's almost, that's the most poetic thing about it to me. So I just am very thankful that this, this album came out because it's got a song for kind of every mood you're in. Mm-hmm. And 
Like, if you like people that can sing, man, this dude can this dude can fucking sing. And that's the thing about it. Like, I like. I, I guess to me, what I really appreciated about this album is like I can share it with my wife. I can share it with people who aren't big fans of like. There's a because after a while, like you have to realize some of the bands are like an acquired taste of like you're not gonna just share yes. that with everyone. Whereas this is one of those few songs or one of those albums. I mean, I was about to say few, but there's so many good albums like that. But like a lot of what A Day to Remember has is good that I can just put on as a general mix. Yeah, show anybody it and like, they're like, oh, hey, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, if you're in with the, yeah. And I think that's the part of like, it's a very polished sounding album. It is. Nail everything. And it I think is. That's Perfectly all, mixed. I guess that's also comes a little bit in with the gatekeeping that's always weird to me is when people don't like when bands finally have decent studios to record in. Yeah. That they're like, they're like, wait, they're like, I'm I like that sound when they couldn't afford to actually record anything properly. Yeah. And everything. copy that. They probably love Mayhem too, that recorded literally <laughs> uh sound core. Just put yeah. a mic in the middle of the room and just played. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that's that's a main thing of like, a poli- yeah. yeah, a polished album like this is what should get great credit, you know. And, and looking through the list, I mean, all fifteen songs are good. Yes. Like they're really great, and like like you said, it. I think one of the things that like I've realized as I get older is I appreciate the stuff that I did when I was younger, but I also appreciate the new stuff. Yeah. And like this is that blend of like, it was interesting to me after kind of like taking a break from part of the scene in a way to like come back to things and be like, this is good. Like this is really like where it's at. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think bands deserve their success. Like it's a good album. And in my mind, it doesn't feel like they compromised anything. There are some bands that like I've really loved that like some of their albums, you're like, this doesn't feel like you gave it a hundred percent. Yeah. Of like a band that I love, like this isn't metal, but like punk rock was like some of against me stuff that came out later. So some of their later albums, you're like, it's just not like it doesn't feel as good and stuff. Cause I still like some of their stuff when they got like a decent studio. And everything and that's also i think yeah i think it represents that duality of life of like the beauty the madness the everything of being able to have that and like hit you from every angle and stuff like it's it's always nice to me when i have like a heavy song you could share with almost everyone yeah. or a heavy-ish and i think i guess it comes back to that gatekeeping thing i remember people being like oh like that's more of like a girly metal album you're like, what's that even mean? Yeah, what the, <laughs> the hell? I I know chicks that I I mean love Lorna Shore, like love Infinite Annihilator. Like, yeah. come on, there's no such thing as girly metal. <laughs> I mean, fuck. And, and that's the main thing. It's like I think there are those people. They're like, no, like what's real metal is like a microphone in the middle of a mosh pit with music playing over it. Like that's real metal. And you're like, yeah, no, it's not oh, cool. Like it's fun to be there, but there are there are plenty of bands that like especially when so when i was more in like the hardcore scene when i was like straight edge for a while and stuff like there are some of those bands that like i only listen to live like there are there's they're very rarely that are like i would listen to some albums throughout that's me that's me yeah. i'm a sucker for a good live band a yeah. band that sounds good live is 
so important for my love and appreciation for the craftsmanship. Yeah. Any, anyone can go in. I mean, not anybody clearly, but you know, within reason, anybody can go in that has a decent voice, come in, sing, polish it up, add effects, layer it, auto tune it, add in some drums, edit the drums, et cetera, et cetera. You can do that. Uh, it's not easy, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. But then they go do it live and replicate it. You know, that, that to me is a big thing. I think that if you can create a beautiful album, you should be able to come out and perform it very well. And I understand that, you know, you have some bad days as a vocalist, you know, that's understandable. I'm not saying that, but coming out there and not sounding a damn thing or singing the way that the whole album was done, you know, don't do that. It's kind of like, I love watching vocal covers as well. Yeah. Uh, My biggest pet peeve personally with vocal covers is when people don't sing it or scream it the way that it is done. They add their own little twist to it. Like, no, don't do that. Mm -hmm. I, I think the beauty of it's kind of the perfection, the perfection to it. Yeah. That's my opinion though. That's, you know, that's. No, I think I, yeah. I, I go back and forth on those kind of things because there's a artist I've been who keeps popping up on my YouTube. So I'll listen to some of his stuff. Ren, R-E-N. He's like a British guy who does like, was in some band that does some covers and stuff. It's entertaining stuff. But I think it's, I think a band that can perform live, that's really what puts it over the top of like, that's part of why I remember years ago that was a big deal that, um, no effects the punk rock band the fat records i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like what's his name um i know what you're talking yeah, about like uh, like how he he apparently just like shit all over avenge sevenfold because he was like they don't drink they don't get wasted before their yeah. shows they like practice and all they care about is putting on a good show and i was like what point are you trying to make right now <laughs> like that uh that's actually a true thing they yeah they actually um I, th- I believe it was sinister sinister gates from event sevenfold mm-hmm. when at when asked why um you know he wants to be so perfect it's because he's like nothing feels worse than finding out or gaining success and finding out that like people are coming to see you perform this almost perfectly to a t and then you're too fucked up to do it so I started to really focus on the professionalism and perfectionist of it. And uh, I get like the earlier, like when they were first starting to tour, you know, just like every rock and metal band, they go out, they, you know, do that thing. But uh, he really wanted that. And so did the Rev and everybody else. So they all came together and became one of the uh, best live performing bands, you know, yeah, we ever seen, you know, look at the LBC. Uh concert if you want to see a band that plays exactly how it sounds on every album i have a special banner for this this is days without mentioning avenge sevenfold (laughs) counts back to zero (laughs) Uh, i think they're always going to be brought up (laughs) it's true that's one of my banners i'll just have in the background (laughs) i'm just accounting professionally Look, look who's back there. Does that yeah. count too if we don't talk about him? That's true. He'll always be in our hearts. Oh my god. That so was good. that was a good add-on. <laughs> a nice little touch. 
<laughs> I'm like, you can't go without mentioning that, which uh, I think kind of leads into what we're talking about. It's like honorable mentions of last year of like bullet for my Valentine had some good singles last year of like, I really like that album that had like knives, thousand cuts, all that stuff. But that was 2021. That was one of my albums I was going to bring up. And yeah. it's just cause like, it's like fuck. Yeah. Um, and then another honorable mention for me would definitely be the classic symptoms of a broken spirit by architects. Cause that's also like, yeah, just talked, a good album. We actually talked about that one. Um, last, last episode, I do believe. Yeah. And, um, I still unfortunately have not listened, listened to too it's much. It's cause of there's it. too much stuff going on. Uh, but I, I'm sure, I mean, hell, their last album that they came out with, uh, da, 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 was it, Anim- was it, was it, name? Yeah, Animals? Animals, yeah. yeah oh, no, was- For Those Who Wish to Exist, which was a That's great title. That's so, what it was. I love a good title for an album. Yes, and that was, that was very good. So I'm expecting high things when I finally get to listening to that. Um, I, I'll just throw in two quick ones here uh, for honorable mentions. Because I mean, hell, there's so many that you could list, but I'm just gonna say "Color Decay," "Devil Wears Prada," so much emotion. You can hear it in uh, Mike's voice. The the whole band, great, phenomenally written. Lyrics are deep. They they cut you like a knife if you've dealt with uh, some of the stuff that's you know that you can relate to within the lyrics. And then, I mean, it's an oddball, but for me, I'm gonna say Darko U.S.'s Oni Oni, however you say it, O N I. Um, you know, you got Josh Miller from Amir, who is one of, one of the biggest bands back then in that 2006 era. And then Tom Barber from late Lorna Shore, now Chelsea Grin, now he's in Dark Zone. It's just a two-piece band, and they are active. They're constantly coming out with stuff. They just did a live studio take of, um, I think it's Cool Dude, uh, <laughs> Looking Glass, and... Um, uh dragon chaser did a live take of that he did one of insects it's been great that album had uh ryo from uh god oh my gosh crystal lake he's no longer in it he unfortunately left but and then you had um taylor barber from left to suffer you know like there were some big names on there. And on the previous album they had, they had Courtney LaPlante, Bender from uh, Shadow of Intent. This band's been very active uh, in the scene. I don't know what the hell you want to call their genre. It's definitely within the metal. Uh, but the fact that it's a two-piece band and they just, it sounds good. And it's, it is so different. It's, it's like you're tripping on balls in space, listening to metal. <laughs> it's almost what it kind of feels like with the, the guitars and the drums and like the outside of this world kind of sounds. So I got to give, I got to give some credit to my dude, Tom Barber yeah. as well. I do want to say the two Chelsea grins suffer in hell and suffer in heaven. I really liked what I've heard from those. So those would be my honorable mentions as of right now off the top of my head. Uh, and there's so much we could go into. Oh like, Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, that's why we had to limit ourselves to five. Otherwise, like, here we are over an yeah. hour and a half and yeah. only five albums. Like, yeah. Because some people go through top tens. I was like, we might eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That'll yeah, be well, 
<laughs> we'll name uh we'll name from six to ten next week, guys. Six to ten next six week. Six to ten next week. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> and then uh, our tenth episode, we'll just celebrate by doing our top ten albums of all time. <laughs> just oh just do gosh. just do a live stream on YouTube, the whole thing. I'm just like, here's what we think about this. Dude, I I would try it. It'd be hard for me to pick. Mine would not be in any specific order, to be honest. And that's with you. The, I, and a part of it, like while we did show an order for this, for me, these five albums bled together a lot. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, I mean, of course, I'd say Bad Omens, just like, I think you just can't deny the craftsmanship. You can't deny how well it's put together. And it's yeah. always, always slaps. And I think, um, yeah, which is hard because in reality, I'd still say, like, I agree with the top two. And then the last three kind of all are almost tied all in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, because that's, that's the thing. It's like you can't pick your kids. It's like someone's like, pick your favorite cat. And I'm like, you got to uh, see Cinnabon. You got to yeah. see Pop-Tart. And it's, they're all it's, my favorites. It's really hard to do. And it's it's hard because uh, I want to say I'm using the right word here. Subjective. It's opinionated. Yeah. It can't be. Can't really be pr- proved, I guess, unless you like really looked at the streams. But that this is this is for us to talk about, for us to, you know, have people maybe get involved with. You know, that's okay, and that's the fun of it. And like we both have said, probably for the fucking hundredth time, there were amazing albums this year. North Lane had one, I believe. I think I think it's North Lane. Um, and then that's not even including the singles that we could have talked about this year that have come out. I mean, yeah. this year's already six weeks just, in. There's just so much, and you just want to try to focus on the ones, I guess, to I guess to me and to you that like really, I mean, showed through. It's really hard to kind of do those top three, the or the three five four three. It's kind of hard to put them, you know, in a specific order because each one has something that you might like a little bit more. But this, you know what I mean. But the mm-hmm. top two, I mean, that's. I think a lot of people uh, would agree with those top two this year for our specific scene that we speak about and are talking about. I could be wrong, but you know, (laughs) by popular demand, I mean, I think that's, I think that's damn near uh, pretty close to what everyone would say uh, within the scene. Oh, I, I think so. And I think we are running a little long so I was thinking maybe we'll wrap things up, but once we're done recording, I can guarantee you Cam and I are going to plan some good stuff for next week. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. Cam I'm, I'm slammed it out of the park that. with this one. Yeah. Do you want to leave people with any last thoughts? Uh, no, nah, man. So um, I'll just touch on it. Let's uh, shoot us some um, content you guys want to hear from us, from John and I, uh, what you want to talk about. Uh if you want to join, you want to be yeah. a guest, let us know. Reach out. Um, links are in the bio. Subscribe to the channel. Add us on Spotify. Apple Music should be out on every streaming platform. King Listener Reviews. Um, I, I just want to kind of end it with, you know, if you want to listen to two guys that are really involved within music and put their passion and emotion into this, uh, and you want some, you know, maybe conflicting opinions or opinions that you agree with, Feel free to join, listen, like I said, subscribe, like it. And uh, 
you know, we're excited. We got some big plans for this. Um, I will say right now we're going to have a pretty big guest uh, in the scene. I'm not going to say who, but within probably by episode five, we're going to have a, a pretty big guest out on here that's starting to write with his band again. And uh, we're going to keep going on. Hopefully get Chris Franzak from Attila on here. Will, we got we got the plans and they're going to fall into place. So if you want to get involved, hop on now because big things are coming, guys. That's all I got to say. That's true. Techno trains taking off. Chugga, yep. chugga. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> We're riding on the techno train, baby. 